Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I'm so happy you are here. Today, I'm giving you a personal origin story. Like, we're going deep into the archives of my life, of my hustle, of my burnouts to really shed light on this topic that I'm so passionate about talking about. I love supporting women who want it all. They want to have fun. They want to have pleasure. They want to have ease. They want to actually love their life and they want amazing fucking results. They want to get shit done. They want to get shit done. And my experience is that what a lot of people are speaking into is, is one or the other. You can have fun and pleasure and ease and vacation and all of this like juicy deliciousness over here, or you can have amazing results. You can hustle, you can get shit done. And what I want and what I stand for women for is having it all the ability to relax on a Saturday and take a nap because it feels good. The ability to say no to a friend outing on a Wednesday night. So instead you could take a bath, the ability to also have crazy momentum in your business, the systems and structures set up so you can make a fuck ton of money and hold money, being able to have it all, being able to be in relationship and have a business and build a family and have everything that you desire. Because the thing is not actually the thing. What I think most people are looking for is fulfillment, freedom, peace, happiness. So I want to give you my origin story. And really, it was hustle. Like I grew up knowing hustle, stress, exhaustion, results, achievement, do, 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 go, go, go. And also a lot of sickness thrown in there. Let me know if I am the only person or if you resonate with this too. I am going to give you some of my like personal things that really highlight my experience of the hustle and my experience of the exhaustion and the burnout. But I want to also look at the historical reasons why we are like this. So number one, there's programming, right? I talk about programming a lot. There is familial programming, there's ancestral programming. So what's been passed down in your DNA, what has been passed to you from your parents and your grandparents and your great grandparents, but also what's been passed down from your lineage, from your ancestors. There's also what's been passed down to you from your past lives. I see it as like two different, um, sections here. And for today's conversation, we're going to talk more about the lineage, but if we go back to Europe, um, I don't even know the exact years, but I want to say like 1200s, 1300s, back when the Catholic church decided that they wanted to come in and they wanted to basically rule. What they did was take us from a matriarchal society where the women were the wisdom holders. The, the women were the leaders of the communities. Women held property, women held wealth, women were healers and they were able to really be in this place of power. And there was a ton of peace prior to when the Catholic church came to take over. And then when the Catholic church decided that they wanted to run the land and own all of the money, what they did was remove the rights of women. They removed the rights. Women were not allowed to own land. Women were not allowed to own property. Women were not allowed to make their own money. And so women became dependent on their fathers and their families 
or their husbands. And so when this happened, women needed to prove their worth. They needed to show the men in the society why they needed to be taken care of. And so inherently in this history, in our lineage, we have this severe trauma of if these people don't accept me, then I'm going to be kicked out. I'm going to be left alone. If I cannot be in charge of my money, if I'm not in charge of my time, if I'm not in charge of my land, if I can't own anything, if I'm not in my power, then I've got to prove to someone else why they got to keep me around, why they should support me, why they should financially take care of me. And so we all have this deep, deep, deep lineage. I'm not even going to get into the witch trials and the persecution of women. That's a whole separate podcast. And let me know if you want more on that. But I really want to highlight here that thousands of years ago, women were in power and there was peace. And then the Catholic church came in overarching society came in. This is not about religion at all. It's just, that's what it was came in and took women's power away. And when they took women's power away, they also took away our connection to our sensuality, our connection to our pleasure, our connection to our magic. And that again is a whole separate podcast, but for today, I want you to understand the importance of why women in today's society are such doers and are always trying to prove their worth to the point of exhaustion, trying to show their results and achievement. And it's because many, many, many moons ago, our ancestors went through this really traumatic experience of being the matriarch to being someone that was requiring a man for their livelihood. So not only do we have this ancient history, then we also have just what society is today. Society expects women to bring in a full-time income and be responsible for the house and raise babies and do it all alone. We have this strange competition amongst women, as opposed to being in tribal community, like we used to be back in the day. And so we have this like perfect storm of experiences to really set the stage for us to feel like we've got to do, we've got to go, we've got to hustle. And also that shows us that fun and pleasure and ease are not worth it. Or you'll be a whore if you're into pleasure, or you'll be a slut if you do things that make you feel good and show off your body, or you'll be ostracized from your female community if you're actually loving your life instead of connecting over complaining. So that sets the stage. Now I want to share with you my personal experiences. So number one, I grew up with an amazing mother who was a single mom, divorced parents who worked a million jobs. She was a school teacher. So inherently I learned that you, in order to be a good person had to work really hard and make zero money. On top of that, my mom was a waitress. She was teaching dance. She was tutoring. She was teaching summer camp. She was doing summer school. Literally the woman worked a million jobs to provide for my sister and I. And so I watched this happen for a very long time. And I created this interpretation of the world that in order to be a good person, in order to have what you want, that you've got to bust your ass. Sometimes the electricity would be turned off. Sometimes you'd have food in the house, maybe not, but you were busting your ass. That was normal. It was normal to eat 
eat out every day between school and dance. It was normal to have fast food every day. It was normal to have it be really fucking hard. Hard was normal. So I really took these patterns and internalized them as of course I did it. Also, let's just for the side note, let's just say it also for the record gave me a lot of really incredible things like my work ethic, my grit, my determination, my commitment, my discipline. Like it, it fed me in so many ways. So this is not a, like it was bad. It was just, this is, this is the programming, right? So I perpetuated these stories. So in college, I graduated as the valedictorian with two degrees in four years. Now this meant that I was a fucking crazy person taking 24 credits a semester on top of dance company, on top of working three jobs to save up to New York city, because I knew I wanted to be a dancer. And I was literally living out my mom's cycles. Literally. I got a BFA in dance performance and a BS in sociology and anthropology. And I don't know any college student who actually gets two full degrees in four years. Most of the people that do two full degrees, it takes like four and a half, five, but no, I was committed AF. I was, I don't even remember having days off. I don't remember taking time off, but what I do remember was getting insane fevers, insane flus where my roommates and friends at the time, shout out to Sam and the two Rachels, um, they literally would think I was dying because I would get these sicknesses that would take me down and out for days and days and days. And now with the knowledge I have, I I know that was my body being like, slow the fuck down, girl, take care of yourself. But I didn't know how to listen. And I didn't know that was a sign of anything back then. And then once I graduated, so that's like part one, I was living out the hustle culture, baby. And I was rewarded for it. Can we pause? Like I was rewarded for hustle, burnout, exhaustion, and sickness. I was the fucking valedictorian. Like who does that? I don't know. So really wild that no one ever sat me down and was like, Hey girl, you got to calm down. You got to learn how to balance your life. You got to learn how to take care of yourself. No one fucking taught me, which is why side note, I am so passionate about speaking to college aged dancers and college aged overachievers in learning how to have the mindset to balance all of their goals and dreams and things they want to create with their health and their mindset. Total side note. So no one taught me then. So I graduated. That was like step one. Step two, I graduated and I happened to manifest this incredible job, this incredible dance career that I loved for 10 years of my early adulthood. But it was a dance career that celebrated perfection. We celebrated exhaustion. We celebrated overexertion. Now, no one would outwardly be like, I'm so glad that you guys are exhausted and have no days off. But it was just something that came with the territory. The intensity of the environment created what I would say like was a competition. So I remember being in shows and, and almost feeling this competitive nature of like, oh, well, I've had two weeks with no days off and someone else being like, well, I'm on day 21 of no days off. And we would celebrate this. I would put it on Instagram, on my stories. And it was like some badge of honor and like competition with my friends. It was so bizarre and so weird. We were proud of the fact that we'd been at the theater for over 21 days straight. And we were doing these TV appearances and this and that, and this and that, where we connected, tell me if this is like you too. We connected over sickness, exhaustion, gossip, being cranky and celebrating our martyrdom, martyrdom 
instead of being connected over our joy for dance or connected over our excitement for performance or our excitement for the holidays. Like we didn't connect over things that we were excited about. We connected over what wasn't working and what was really unhealthy. Now I know a lot of people listening are probably not professional dancers. Maybe you are, but I'm going to assume that there's only a handful of us that dance for radio city. And so you might not have that exact experience, but I bet that you've had an experience where you've connected with your friends or your people over this idea of being exhausted and being burnt out. Now I'm not a mom, but I do know that there's a lot of mom groups that celebrate being exhausted, burnt out moms, having a glass of wine. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's not right or wrong. It's definitely your lived experience. However, is that how you want to connect with your people? So again, Example number two in my life of hustle and exhaustion and sickness and burnt out being praised. Everyone thought my job was fucking amazing. Like amazing. I was like the trophy rocket of my friends, um, my friends that weren't dancers. And yet it was incredibly unhealthy. So the hustle continues. The hustle continues. I, on the off season, and as I started to leave Rockettes, I found myself teaching 17 fitness classes per week. I was also in debt. I was also constantly losing my voice and again, getting sick because I had no downtime. And I was just perpetuating this cycle. Are you seeing the theme working a lot, not making a lot of money, getting sick, All of these things were signs that something was out of alignment in my life. I was not in alignment with my higher self, with my energy, with my health. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do because I was following the programming. And then we'll get into the next example. When I built my first six figure business, I was like full-time hustle queen. I would have clients texting me at all hours of the day. I was offering a shit ton of coaching for other people's teams in just in good faith, that time and energy would come back to me. I even remember celebrating the fact that I woke up in the middle of the night to do zoom calls with people in Australia. Like I was celebrating the fact that I was not getting sleep, that I was exhausted, that I was doing all the things. And while it wasn't all bad, like it definitely wasn't bad because I don't believe in good or bad or right or wrong. I just can see looking back now that I had zero boundaries and I really was never taught how to put myself first, my emotional health first, my energetic health first. I had no idea how to truly take care of myself. I was not taught self-love. And I don't think that most women in our society are actually taught self-love. If you look at our social media, at TV, we are constantly being fed how we're not good enough. It's actually part of the reason I don't do like giant health challenges anymore is because a lot of the marketing around it was around not feeling good. And instead of celebrating someone losing weight, I didn't want to celebrate that anymore. I wanted to celebrate women falling in love with themselves. And so you know, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but like even up through 2020, I remember like posting on Instagram and doing these stories when I was doing my green strings being like, it's my massive Mondays. Like I was glamorizing these hours and hours on zoom, these hours and hours of unpaid coaching, these hours and hours of doing and doing and doing and doing and doing like, oops, (laughs) 
Sorry, everyone, for glamorizing the hustle. And what I want to say is that the hustle is not bad. Hear me when I say hustle is not bad. Hustle is incredibly powerful when done in alignment with your energy, with your goals, with your health, so that everything is working towards the same goal. Hustle, when it is only in one area of your life and it negates your health and it negates your emotional health and you start to get into exhaustion and burnout and sickness, that's when hustle is unhealthy. So let's look at the both and here, right? I was the hustle queen and I attracted these opportunities into my life, not because they were bad, but because that was the only way I knew how to experience life. And now that I've seen that and I've created a ton of shifts in my life to not be the hustle queen and to actually create tons of ease and flow and spaciousness, I now can harness hustle when it supports my goals. I can harness hustle when my health is also in alignment. I can harness hustle and grit and determination and commitment when it's going to serve me in a holistic approach. So these examples, again, they really mirrored back my inner programming and it was what was modeled for me as a kid. It's what was present in our ancestry. If we look back at that history of the control of women and after years and years and years and years of doing this mindset work of deepening my embodiment practices, doing the deep soul shadow work and energetic work, I have, y'all, I have shifted the way I show up and it feels so freaking juicy. It feels juicy. And it's funny because people still think I'm really busy. Like I still get this feedback from people online. Oh my God, you're so busy. Oh my God. How do you do it? How do you do all all of it? And I'm like, no, I'm actually not quote unquote busy anymore. I just say no to a lot of shit because of the boundaries I hold to prioritize my peace, my pleasure, my fun. I am busy quote unquote, holding my schedule open. And that's a totally different story. So this allows me to say no to my friends and instead take a nap because that's what my body needs. It allows me to binge read all of those Sarah J Moss. I don't know how you say her last name, Moss Mass books, you know, all those books. I can binge them and read them because it lights me up and it feels fucking good. I'm not forcing myself to read a productivity book any, every day anymore because it used to be me. Every day I'd be like, okay, got to read a productivity book. Got to read a leadership book. Got to read a spirituality book. Got to check things off the list. Now I'm like, great. When it's in alignment with my goals and where I am, I'm totally down for those books and audibles. And I'm also enjoying my fantasy, weird love story, science (laughs) fiction-y books as well. If you know, you know, those books are fucking amazing. This also allows me to have space to have my sacred morning practice to rest when I'm on my cycle, to go balls to the wall on a goal when it lights me up, to use the power of my feminine nature to actually get shit done that feels good. And I'm also doing stuff that doesn't feel good because let's be real, there's certain things in business that I don't want to do, but I get to do. And then I outsource them. So from a former hustle queen who used to tie her worth to all the shit she accomplished from me being the exhausted martyr who connected with friends through the burnout we were all experiencing instead of the joy we were living from the version of me who knew I was meant for more, but thought that more meant doing more versus having more and wanting more 
instead of more joy, more peace, more fun, more ease, I want you to know that it's possible to shift and learning to align your life to what you truly desire, dropping the martyr exhaustion bullshit, stepping into your true feminine power to be the creator of your life, to be the creatrix of your life and everything you want to experience is the game changer. It's the game changer. So I know this has been a really hot topic in my clients, in my flop mastermind recently. And so I wanted to shed more light on it because a lot of people online or on the podcast will hear me talk about how I've created this ease. And I really want you to know that it was not always like this for me. I think it's easy to see what you want to see online. And I teach what I teach because I needed it at a certain point in time. I needed it. And so that's why I'm so committed to sharing with you here on the podcast, with you in the workshops, with you online, because I know that I needed someone else to, to guide the way. And so this has been a really hot topic. Like people are talking about aligned girl, summer, hot girl, summer, healed girl, summer, there's all kinds of girl summers. And what my vision is, is for you to really understand the energetics of balancing fun, pleasure, and getting shit done. So I'm doing a, I'm doing a workshop, a free workshop, because I want to see your beautiful faces on zoom and it is called aligned. We're doing a free workshop aligned, the energetics of balancing fun, pleasure, and getting shit done. And it's going to be equal parts, sacred reflection. That is that feminine essence, that sacred ceremony, that diving into self connecting with your soul. And you're also going to get the practical how to's. I'm going to give you at least three. I'm thinking maybe it's three, maybe it's five. How to's practical things that you can take away three to five tips that you can implement into your life so that you can create the summer and life that you want balancing both the sacredness of pleasure and fun and ease and joy, and keep the fucking momentum going in all of your goals, whether it's health, whether it's business, whether it's relationship. Um, and I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a really, really amazing time to drop in with our community, to connect with your desires, to honor your higher self, and also build an actionable plan so you can put the tools into practice because all of this, this whole podcast is like great, but if you don't actually take action, what's the fucking point, right? <laughs> like that's what sets people apart. I know so many people that are like, I've read the book. I did the course. I did the program, but they don't actually do anything in their life. And that ends up meaning nothing. Like they're spiraling. They're in the same place year after year, after year, after year. So for me, it really is that balance and that, that combination of understanding these concepts, but then putting them into practice and making shit happen. So I'm going to put the sign up in the show notes. I would love to see you there. I think it's going to be really juicy, really epic. I also think it's on like summer solstice or equinox or something. It's something like big day, which is going to be a big energetic day. So check it out Wednesday, June 21st, 5 PM Pacific. We will put the recording out if you can't make it. And I'm so pumped. I can't wait to see you there. If you want a girlfriend to join you, the more the merrier. Bras are optional. That's what I say at all of my workshops. Show up as you are. There's no judgment here. And I'm so excited to connect. I'm so excited to support you in having an aligned summer so you can really take care of yourself and achieve your goals. If this podcast resonated with you, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.